Well, hello everyone and welcome to Gigi in the 561. I'm Pam Barker. Thank you for being with me on my podcast today. While I chat and you listen, you get the easy part or maybe it's not so easy (laughs) to sit and listen, but stay with me today because I want to talk about various sorts of foods, um, fast food, others or other sorts. I want to talk about food having relating to Texas. So let's do it. You know how I like to keep you informed of opportunities for you. Well, I did not know until recently there was a big flap about uh, Taco Bell's Mexican pizza. There's a reason for that. Gary and I really don't do fast food. The closest we do, and it is fast food, so we do do fast food, is a place here called Bud's Chicken. Uh, we were referred to them by our, our really good friends and foodies uh, who said, go there. It's really good, and it really is. And that's it. That's, that's really other than McDonald's where we will... Like this morning, we were in a hurry. We had a lot of running around to do, so we popped in for a biscuit because their biscuits are are okay. And um, I'm not shading McDonald's. I'm really not at all. Um, When we travel, we will pop in and get a a chicken sandwich there because we don't eat we don't eat beef, and we will get their chicken sandwich. It's 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 okay. I mean, when you're on the road, you're not that picky if you're trying to make time. And you want to hurry up. So we do, we will pop in to McDonald's for that sort of thing. But no, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about Taco Bell. Did you know there was a big flap about their Mexican pizza? I didn't know they had a Mexican pizza. I don't know anything about Taco Bell. I have not gone to Taco Bell since I was in high school because I don't like it, basically, if you do no shade, but I have my reasons for not liking it. And this Mexican pizza thing is not, will make no difference in my life. But today is the reintroduction of the Mexican pizza because it was taken off the menu. They introduced it in the mid-80s, and then they took it off at some point, which caused a big flap. People... Um, one immigrant group uh, said that they loved the Mexican pizza because coming from vegetarian families, they did not get to experience <laughs> fast food except through the Mexican pizza. Uh, when they were trying to bond and be part of a of a group, which is what you do when you're in high school. You go to places like Jack in the Box, if you don't know what that is, it's another fast food place that's I think, long gone. But uh, uh, this is what what really grabbed my attention. There's a thing, if you know about it, called change.org. I've been involved in various things through the years with change.org. Typically, it is a cause that is very, very meaningful. And you contribute money, you sign petitions, whatever, however you wish to support said project going through change.org. Well, bringing back the Mexican pizza at Taco Bell actually was, a, a petition was started on change.org for this 
Mexican pizza at Taco Bell. Today it's back. It's around $5, this pizza, this Mexican pizza. Why the, the immigrant families, vegetarian families, children of immigrants loved, loved this pizza and want it back. It's a couple of flour tortillas layered with things like beans and cheese and meat beef if you want but you can you it's uh, a la carte it's however you want it you can order it without the the meat so it's good for vegetarian i think it sounds like something good to make at home frankly but uh, it is back and so taco bell has made a kind of a big production about the uh, mexican pizza being back at taco bell so if you are in the rewards program, look into it. You may get a free pizza. They're they're doing all sorts of marketing around this uh, this thing. I I'm telling you though, if you are a lover of Taco Bell, I uh, I kind of hope that you don't experience haven't experienced uh, any thing that would make you leery about going there. <laughs> it's kind of like when things happen to you at restaurants, you tend to not want to do that again because it's really not worth it when you're up all night, if you know what I mean. <laughs> so I will say no more on Taco Bell. But if you have been waiting for the Mexican pizza to come back, it's back. So everyone is happy. The world is right again in fast food. We made lemon potatoes today at home because Greek restaurants have delicious lemon potatoes. But this Greek restaurant we go to, um, they never seem to have them. But when a Greek restaurant makes lemon potatoes, they're fantastic. So we decided to do it ourselves. We, I consulted our good, uh, back to our foodie friends for, hey, have you made them? Any tips? And they did, and they shared a recipe. And so we did it for lunch today. We had success with them. They were good, but we need to really cut back on the lemon, the actual lemon juice used in these potatoes. So if you've ever made lemon potatoes and you have a special recipe you like, please do share it with me and then we'll talk about it later on the podcast because there are different recipes and different methods to making them. So um, another recipe that our friends shared and I can't wait to make it because I love artichokes. It's uh, where you bake these are considered fried, whatever. What are they? I think they're, they're baked. I checked the recipe today. I think you put them in the oven on a cookie sheet. I think that's what you do. Oh, and they sound so good. You use breadcrumbs and a million things that sound super good. And if you love artichokes, you might want to do that. Now, there's a restaurant in Austin, Texas, that is kind of in a, 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 a situation where they are being dislocated. It's a Hawaiian barbecue place. They have been there for many years. And they are having to close. They're having to, to move. 
um, vacate the property because the University of Texas at Austin has purchased the the land and, and everything on the land uh, goes has to go away because they are expanding the campus. They are going to be the biggest and best research center ever. And I don't doubt that. It's a fantastic school. It's the school Gary went to. The campus is beautiful. Austin is a great city in Texas. And we know a, a great person that we dearly love who resides in Austin, Texas. She is in the fabric of Austin, Texas in a big, big way. So hats off to people in Austin because the the daughter of the, the restaurateurs, uh, the name of the restaurant, by the way, is called uh, Poke, P-O-K-E, Bay, B-A-Y. And she kind of rallied people and said, please support this, because they have to vacate by the end of this month. Please help support my parents because the university, by going and buying food there and eating there, because the university is pretty much buying the land and that's it, the, this couple is out. And so, she, and, and the people have rallied around the restaurant to the point of kind of overwhelming the restaurant a little bit with the Hawaiian barbecue. I, I find that such a, a contradiction there in Austin, Texas, Hawaiian barbecue. I love that. I truly do love it. Not everyone loves barbecue. My dad that's from Texas, my dad was hands down the best ever. And he got his recipe from someone probably before I was even born. And hands down, my dad was the best because he took he took time to really let the meat smoke and everything. But as far as barbecue goes, Gary's the barbecue person. Not I am not, even though my dad's barbecue was very spicy. And when I was a little girl, I loved it and I ate it. But as I grew, um, it I became not that much of a fan <laughs> of barbecue. So I'm one of those. I really, I will... Um, I'd prefer something else if if I can. So not everyone from Texas is all behind. Not everyone from Texas is a, a, a meat lover. Uh, we were at a dinner party one time and someone made that big assumption. Uh, it was a really interesting dinner, but it's like, well, we were this was we were living in Florida at the time in Tampa. Um, assume that, you know, we, we didn't even ask because we, you know, you're from Texas, a big dinner party, very, very fancy, the kind where they had Opus One and um, very, everything was, um, it was beautifully done. Uh, Dom Pignon was the champagne of the evening, which I can also take or leave that. Sorry, I just, I just can. But it was a big assumption on their part because actually, we didn't eat beef, and so we had to work our way through that in a delicate way because these were people that we wanted to sidestep the issue, and uh, we did. We did sidestep it uh, and without making a big fuss, so never make assumptions, basically. Now, here's something else about food. There is something I miss about Texas, and it's this. 
very it's very simple this little thing and, and it is a little thing actually there's a restaurant there it is a, a little chain kind of restaurant it is a chain they have them in other places it's called la madeleine and la madeleine uh, it's a kind of it's a french little kind of place chain but it's really intimate they have a fireplace in the center most of them you get delicious really delicious food you, you go through a line and you pick what you want but my favorite my absolute favorite especially when it was cold weather and it does get cold in dallas is chicken friand and it's basically this delicious chicken mushroom cream sauce dish very heavy very rich and absolutely divine and and for dessert strawberries romanoff now here's what i'm going to do i'm going to ask our foodie friend if he's ever made strawberries romanoff and if he has i plan to like fall on his mercy at his feet <laughs> and beg him to make it. I have made it, actually. I did make it when we moved away from Dallas and we're living in Ohio and couldn't get it. I did make it, um, but I, I haven't, and I haven't made it since. And we left Ohio in 2007, so, so there you go. But I have a feeling if my friend makes it, it's gonna be a whole lot better than anything I could make. But here's the thing. I wanted to, to talk about La Madeleine today as part of this foodie podcast the what i what i like in the way of you know fast-ish food and how i miss la madeleine i truly do there is a french place near us it's right down we live on a major street and um, it's called uh, in town i think and they have weird hours and when it's in season or out of season, it all changes. And I have tried to love it, and I can't. I can't love it. But La Madeleine, I, I, I truly do miss. I, I honestly, because I would meet people there. We would have great lunches. You can hang out. You can have business meetings here. Coffee, desserts. It's fantastic, and it's just cozy and wonderful. And I miss it. So I thought, hey, you know, things change. Places expand where they maybe weren't, maybe they are. So in trying to research La Madeleine, I, I had trouble finding information about their current menu. I wanted to see if they still made my favorites. They do, but it was only by the grace of God and Gary finding that they, that they still do because my research efforts were met with less than stellar success. However, however, Two things came up. There is a La Madeleine. Yeah, that's not in Texas. That's much closer to me. In Atlanta, Georgia, that's the closest one. However, here's what also came up as I was doing this research. There are places in my area that have kind of, they are considered to be like French bakeries and there's one in west palm and there there's another one i don't know anything about them so i'm not going to talk about them just yet but i did find in doing my my searching la madeleine while the internet gave me the nearest location to me it gave me french bakeries that really are close to me now interestingly it did not give me the one 
that I mentioned that I don't care for, that's really close, would be the closest one to me. So how weird is that? So there's food. There's food all over the place from potatoes made at home, food in Texas, food in Austin, <laughs> food, food. My sister always said she didn't and wouldn't, did not do it, break bread with those she did not care for. She had her ways around it because she was, she moved in circles that put her in a position where she had to dance around that because of huge events that she was a huge part of and social gatherings, large, intimate, all sorts, but she did. She managed around it just the way Gary and I did around that la-di-da dinner in Tampa. I learned from the best. I did. I miss her. But she left me so much, including how to dance around a meal when it can get sticky and not in the foodie way. Thanks for being here. I appreciate it, as always. Please look for Gary on all things cruise about travel writing. These podcasts always rest on NorthPalmBeachLife.com, as well as iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, and many other platforms. Visit our YouTube channel, NorthPalmBeachLife.com. Lots of stuff going on there. My books are on Amazon. I will keep harping on that. Again, appreciate you out there listening, letting me hear from you. Even though perhaps don't want to come on and be my guest, you do let me know you're out there and listening and engaging. So I'm not in a vacuum. You're there, and I appreciate it. Thanks so much for being with me at Gigi and the 561. I'm Pam Barker. Stay with me.